टेक्स्ट ऑफ टूडेज लेक्चर इज थर्जियो इट वॉज डिलीवर ऑन नाइनटीन नवंबर नाइनटीन आज आप जरा माफ कर दे मैं अंग्रेजी में बातचीत करूंगी क्योंकि अपने यहाँ कोई मेहमान ऐसे आए हैं और भारतीयों का हमेशा ही कायदा रहा है कि मेहमान जो है स्वयं परमात्मा स्वरूप होते हैं तो उनकी इज्जत करना हमारा कर्तव्य हो जाता है कल आपसे जो बातचीत खुल रही है किसी की उसके बाद आज दूसरा विषय ले रहे एग्जिस्टेंस ऑफ कुंडलिनी यूर डिवाइन मदर इन योर बींग विच इज बॉन्ड विथ टाइम It is with you, which records all that you are. <coughs> Today, <coughs> we will discuss Sahaja Yoga. This is the name I have given as people call it. but actually it is not my name this name has been used by many sages and many seers and even by shri krishna sahaja is a sanskrit word which means saha is with jamis born yog has two meanings yog means union it is a union or we can call it being union And also, it has another meaning. Yog means deft. An expert is deft in his job. It also means kaushalam, as they call it. <coughs> But real meaning of yoga is that after the reunion with the all-pervading power. with your own awareness you become deft in the art of religion this is the real religion of you and there are various schools of yoga for example there is patanjali yoga which discusses and explains how you can build up a mental and a physical side of your life <coughs> there is sankhya yoga and various yogas which are described by different seers and philosophers now sahaja yoga is a yoga which integrates all the yogas which covers all the knowledge of the world it covers all the aspects of religion and all the religions and all the prophets that have been and that will be 
बिकॉज सहज योग एम्प्लॉयड बाय नेचर इट बाय द डिवाइन इट बाय गॉड हिमसेल्फ वेदर यू कॉल इट गॉड और एनीथिंग इट इज अवेयरनेस आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट whatever is living as you are seeing lives by itself spontaneously grows by itself no amount of effort can make a seed grow you may stand on your head you may do patanjali yoga you may read sankhya yoga you may read any yoga whatsoever nothing can manifest if it is living without the spontaneity of awareness actually human beings do not do anything that is living they do everything that is dead that is when we change the forms of dead from one to another we say we have created matter we have not matter exists we just change the form sometimes we get a thought from within spontaneous and we note it down we think we have done it it is not so it has come to you from somewhere which you have just noted down what human beings can do is to read some books and reproduce them but if they have to produce anything original they have to depend on the spontaneity of their awareness the more you are aware the more you are spontaneous even einstein such a great scientist in his introductory chapter he says that i was trying to search out the methods to explain the relativity and the hypothesis that i was carrying on i was so very tired that i gave it up and i was sitting in a garden playing with soap bottle now this is his sentence then suddenly from somewhere unknown the theory of relativity dawned upon mark the word dawn it just comes you cannot achieve it it's that's why in the bible they call it revelation it just reveals itself that's the correct word so even whatever abstract we try to communicate to human beings which is living is not done by us but in all ignorance human beings believe that they are doing everything and that is why we have tensions and problems once we know we are doing nothing we are just a tool in the hand of the divine 
only thing we must surrender ourselves to the waves of the Divine and to the play of the Divine and become a hollow personality. We will know that all these problems so far do not exist because our attitude is entire. Psychologists have described awareness, the later ones, I should say the latest ones, have really been able to locate various points of awareness, but as all our sciences are, they are not integrated. Because when the psychologist also tries to explain the awareness, they do it with their limitations of ego and superego. For example, I want to explain about this hall and my eyes are blind. What can I explain but that there's a pillar, I can feel it and I can say there was a serpent hanging around. Yogis also <coughs> have described about their experiences in the same manner. Their knowledge, I do not think, has been so complete to ex explain all the aspects of awareness, and half-knowledge is the most important. That is why certain yogis like Patanjali describe that you must do yoga, and with yoga you can achieve good health. But they did not know what are the effects of these yogasanas on the Kundalini and on the achievement of Self-Realization. Actually human being is one identity and every scientist and a seer and a psychologist are see them in different angles and they have not been able to put them together, nor have they been able to keep their vision that wide as to see that after all the ultimate aim of a human being is Self-realization. All these sciences must lead to Self-realization. If you read my speech that they have given on Surge Yoga, you will know that by putting any effort we act on our sympathetic nervous I mean the exhausting. For example, if the petrol is filled from here into our being, then we are smudged. Then our head is blocked. We become a separate identity. I am is I am I. Now with this little battery that we have, we are exhausting it by using our sympathetic nervous. 
all the doctors know that when we work or do anything we work with our sympathetic nervous system. For example, when we want to increase the breathing, we can do that. Because it is sympathetic nervous system we can bring into play. But supposing I ask you to reduce your breathing rate, you cannot do it. Same with the heart. You can get into tension, but you cannot relax. This is done by parasympathetic. You ask the doctors, what is parasympathetic? They'll say that it is an autonomous nervous system. Finish. It's an autonomous nervous system. They have given a name that should be satisfying to all of us. And we don't know what to do with that. But if you tell the doctors that, sir, it may be that somebody knows about the autonomous nervous system, would you like to have a look at it? They'll immediately say, can you prove it scientifically? It can be proved scientifically if people are willing to sit down and listen. But the person who wants to tell about it may be just a housewife. It is absolutely scientific that parasympathetic nervous system can be controlled by human beings themselves. The autonomous nervous system can be controlled if you know how to control the auto. As they call it, swayam chana. What is this swayam? What is this auto? If we can somehow or other be that auto, we might be able to control that autonomous nervous system by which we can neutralize the overactivity of the sympathetic nervous system and can cure all the troubles of the sympathetic. For example, cancer is nothing but the overactivity of the sympathetic nervous system. Through Sahajyo, we have definitely cured, absolutely cured cancer patients. Of course, I mean, that's not my intention. To cure people is not my intention at all. It is just a byproduct of Sahajyo. Just a byproduct. Because as soon as you become the controller of that auto, you become auto. Now here is a doctor, he will understand what I am saying, that there are seven plexuses which are sympathetic and the sympathetic. By sympathetic, we are using all the power that is within. Like the petrol we are exhausting. Now, by some means, if we can open the cap here and put ourselves all the time filled with that petrol, we can never be exhausted. And all the problems that arise from that exhaustion will not arise either. It is such a simple thing, it is the simplest thing which should happen to us. After all, we are created for some purpose not for running away from ourselves. We are not created to hate ourselves. We are created to know ourselves. Ourselves, the self, which is nothing but 
complete integration of beauty, love and knowledge. And knowledge that I cannot believe, what is beauty? It cannot be defined. All the knowledge of the world comes from that ocean of knowledge. All the beauty of the world manifests from that beauty. All the love that we have had glimpses are just nothing but beauty. Few showers of that ocean. <clears throat> With a sympathetic nervous system, when we start exhausting ourselves, we develop an ego and a super-ego. Everyone, you see, one shouldn't think that some people say, I'm egoless. It is no question how you speak to others. Some people say, they're very beautiful people. That's not the point. Nobody is ugly according to my judgment. But what I'm saying that they are not aware of their beauty. The ego and super-ego, both exist in all of us because of our sympathetic attitude. With the sympathetic activity we go out, get ourselves involved outside and exhaust the little energy that is within ourselves. Now Kundalini is another residual energy which is kept in reserve. It is there. It exists. You can even see. If you can come sometime, I mean, I don't know what sort of arrangements we are going to have here, but I can show you the pulsation of a Kundalini in many people. I can also show the rising of the Kundalini within you, with your naked eyes, whether you are realized or not. That is out of question. But if you get realization yourself, which is very easy also, because it is just like the sprouting of a seed. If you get yourself realized, then not only that you can see the Kundalini of others, but you can feel it and control it and check it and can enlighten the another person. Because as soon as you get realization through sense you get the collective consciousness. Now people have talked, you for example has talked about collective consciousness, but I don't know how far he understood it because he had no experience. He can have a glimpse of a thing. For example, I can see Delhi from the aircraft, but I have not been in Delhi, so the complete experience was not there. But you do get a collective consciousness to such a limit. Why I am saying it is absolutely scientific. Because even a small child, say about two years or three years of age, can feel the same way as an elderly person or an old man of say nine. All these three types of people, if they get realized, they get the same experiences about another person and they say the same thing about that person, means the Kundalini of that person. This is what Sahaja Yoga teaches. Now to talk about the whole engineering is a headache, which I have to do. And you to get a headache, I also get a headache. Because those who do not understand, to them to tell all this engineering is a bit too much. And those who understand, they do not want to know about. 
But as I said yesterday, that if you want to put on the light, it's better to just to tell you that you put on the switch and that's the light there. You don't bother your head to know what is the engineering. Because engineering is there, no doubt, there's a work in it. It's work. It is work through the nature. But if I start explaining to you all the things that take place, you will never ask for self-realization because you are human beings, you develop a headache. But natural to have a headache is such boring thing. A person who wants to know how a seed sprouts, if you start telling him all botany, he will say this is a bit too much. So for an easy thing like that, we need not go into the engineering of it. It is a very, very simple thing, but for human beings to be simple is the most difficult. We are so complicated that we find it impossible to be simple. Sometimes I wonder how human beings do to their hands just like this. They should have eaten like that, the way they do everything upside down. When I say you don't have to do anything, it's a spontaneous growth, it will work out, you just don't worry, they don't like it, you'll be surprised. But if I tell you you have to jump for ten days, shouting, screaming, or if I tell you you have to stand on your head hundred times, that people will be like doing much more than anything else. The reason is, we have this ego which makes a fool out of us. We want to feel, feel that we are doing something about it. How can we do it without doing anything? That is what the human mind is. It is such a foolish thing. When you realize, you really laugh at yourself. It's so childish like a person going in an aeroplane because a villager was told not to carry too much luggage. So he carried a little luggage, but he put that luggage on his head. So Peter said, what are you doing? He says, I am trying to reduce the weight of the plane. In the same way, we are trying to reduce the weight of that great divine by our small little efforts. And he says, all right, go ahead for a while. Like in Gita, Krishna, be fool everyone when he said, all right, you go ahead. Krishna was a great diplomat, very great diplomat. He was beyond human mind to understand what a diplomat is. A spontaneous <coughs> diplomat he was, and he would deal with you diplomatically. In his first, very first outfit, he said that you speak in Vedic to Arjuna, who was another human being and a mediocre, both put together. So Arjuna said, Oh Lord, you tell me to speak that Vedic, and then you tell me to go to war. What Krishna meant was that you become a witness of the flame of the Divine, whether you are in the war or in the house or in the jungle, then it's just the same. But when Arjuna put such a question, you know, it was like the sun trying to drive a cart without the horse, or the horse tied behind. So the father says, all right, go ahead, my child, go on beating the cart, you'll reach there one day. Definitely you are going to reach. So Krishna has put such absurd conditions which no human mind has been able to see, shocks me the most. 
first of his condition was that whatever work you are going to do or karmas you are going to do put the fruit of that on the lord is an absurd thing you just can't do it whatever work you are going to do here you see you are going to do it you don't feel that it is happening or working you think that you are doing you put the fruit of that at the feet of the lord is an absurd condition it cannot it is just like as i told you the horse is behind the cart so he said let them go ahead with this and i was surprised to see people have written books after books or bhashas after bhashas giving lectures after lectures on this point that you must put the fruit of your karma at the feet of the lord and some of them believe also that they are doing this work none of them are doing it i must say in ignorance you might say or might be that you are just teaching yourself but the difference is i am a mother so i have to ask you to tell you this then see the another absurd statement he has made how he has tried to defend this very interesting you know the way krishna has defended you all these ages and we have been defended everyone had their own style christ had his own and krishna had his own so for bhakti he says for worshiping god krishna says you do bhakti you must do bhakti but do ananya bhakti now this ananya is a very wonderful word when you worship him ananya an ananya means when there is not the other when you have become one ananya when you are one why should you do bhakti when the drop becomes to see what bhakti is he going to do to whom to worship you yourself become that then where are you going to do the bhakti the worship nobody has felt the absurdity of this kind of a bhakti he says that first of all the word ananya is to be used that is ananya means you should become one that is when you become completely self realized it means that once you are completely self realized then what bhakti are you going to do <laughs> understand if you see the whole thing is nothing but a complete diplomacy of shri krishna who was a spontaneous diplomat this diplomacy if our diplomat learn all our problems will be solved to make fool of everyone and make them understand that this is all absurd so they come back to the real it is like saying that you have to be on your inner thread or on the sutra as they call it but you can go about but you have to be on the sutra so how can that it is an absurd thing it could be something like that i sit here and go about in delhi but if i can sit here in such a way that this becomes an aeroplane then i can go about in delhi and i am on this one so first of all i must get the connection all our bhakti cult is nothing but we are dialing a telephone which has no connection 
जय श्री राम 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 We go to the church. Oh Christ, help us pray to God. Who are you praying tomorrow? Christ comes and stands before you. You are not going to recognize him. I know that for definite. For a person like Tulsi Dasa, in America now we have at least ten or eleven Christ being born again. <laughs> Most surprising thing is that everywhere now the Bhagwans are being born, and we have no way to know who is a Bhagwan and who is a Rasta because there is no connection with the main. Tulsi Das was such a great poet. He wrote all about Sri Ram. And when Sri Ram came before him, he gave him Tilak thrice. You all know that he didn't recognize him. At least he was lucky. He had Hanumana to help him there. Here we do not have anyone, and we do not know who is a Rakshas, who is a Bhagwan, or who is what. This is the state of affairs in which. All the bhaktas are doing. <clears throat> With this kind of thing, when I talk of spontaneous growth of your awareness, it is hard to believe for people because so many shops have already been opened to sell awareness in the market, and already most of them have been. Able to spoil your inner being by their method, which always employ effort. For example, somebody gives you a mantra. What is a mantra? Anybody can give you. Why don't you think you are all human beings, intelligent people, very modern? Even a dog can give you a mantra. Why should you go to these swamis to get a mantra? I just can't understand and pay them money for mantra. How can you pay for God first? Can you purchase God? We are testing our intelligence by this. We are testing. Let us know that divine has no interest whatsoever in your material gain. For example. People are even telling about a horse. What horse is going to win? There are sadhus like that. They will tell you what horse is going to win. There are sadhus who materialize things also. We must know that these worldly things are dust at the feet of that Lord. Even not the dust, I should say, dust is the too much of the feet. What is the interest of the divine in giving you something that is dust? Will your mother give you a stone? Because you are materialistic, that's why this is a testing of your materialistic temper. All falsehood has become reality to us, and reality has become extinguished. I mean, we cannot see the reality. We are born nothing but human beings. That you know very well. I mean, we all know this fact and truth. But we are never human beings. We are either Americans, we are English, or Indian. 
you belong to this cult or that cult or to this place or to that place. You are but known by this name or that name. We are officers or we are ministers or we are some executives or something like that, but we are never ourselves. All this is such a falsehood that has been come on us and all the time we are trying to preserve that falsehood and cling on. Our materialism is tested by divine and so those people who get entangled with such horrible experiments of these are so very dangerous people <coughs> are really the people who are seeking materialism or maybe that These people are clever enough to find out what are your reasons. In my search in the beginning to work out Sahaja Yoga on people, I have met many of these sadhus. And some services I was shocked the way they are planning out. In one phase, He said, this is a spontaneous thing we are going to work out and big, big things he was talking about. He is a very well-read man. He talks very well. He can give a very big lecture. He can make you dance. He can do whatever he wants. This is all nothing but the play of the sympathetic level. But the way he had planned money, it was just like a business. He studied what are the weaknesses of your business. One, two, three, four, five. Then he took all the rich men and all the powerful men of Bombay and of Delhi and of Calcutta, of Madras, of America and all these places, sorted them out. Then he found out how to exploit their weaknesses. Then he found out how to place them in different categories and what is the way to approach them and entice them and squeeze them completely and then to leave them behind without a scratch on them. Wonderful chiefs are born as gods. This is a Kaliya. But in this, Sahaja Yoga is the only way to know who is a chief and who is a realized person. You know that the whole world is made out of vibrations. And there are vibrations which are working. The whole creation of the universe and the whole creation of a human being and the creation of his mind. And the complete plan is to make this beautiful thing as human being and then to put this human being in connection with the maze, to record, to see and visualize the play of the Divine. The Divine is a power which is abstract which has no form, but it can think, it can plan, it can know, it can see, it can create, it knows beauty, it understands. Every detail of the working of the living things is done through the understanding of that divine power. It is guiding us, it is looking after us. To know that there is only one and the 
natural way is sahaja and whatever is unnatural is not the way but as is an impediment so anybody who says that you can do this thing or read something to me god or to do that to me god is wrong is not it is such a powerful magnet that a little magnet of yours cannot do anything whatsoever to attract that power what you can do is just to do of the sitting that you need and become one with it and have the whole of it flowing through you and working whatever i'm telling you is not a new thing it has been said by all the great prophets by all the great men who were and do not mean politicians or people who were great warriors or anything but those who were realized all of them have said the same thing but in a different way this is the age of science that's why i'm telling you scientifically the significance of your awareness and the significance of kundalini it's a it's an indian name and you may say it's not in the science but there are so many words still to be framed for science but science as it is whatever is today is not the complete science this fact that we must accept because what do we know of science we can talk about something gravity for example we can say there is like gravity gravity exists but how does it come there it's just a matter of fact we get gravity and then we try to explain that but how is it there how the light exists nothing is explained by science this is an experience of the unknown to sahaja yoga spontaneously you become one with that all pervading power but how are you to know that that you have become for example you all are paying attention to me but if i ask you please pay attention to yourself you cannot see what a simple thing i am asking you for you just can't do that you cannot pay attention to yourself and once you become one with yourself you become one with everybody else which can be felt with this experience that you can feel the kundalini of others as they say sutra sutra is like a thread passing through all of us like a necklace there is a thread passing through various pearls we are all pearls and there is a thread passing our attention is on the pearl so we are all separate but somehow if we can take our attention on the thread we can pass on to anybody else we just automatically can do it just we have to think of it just to pay attention <coughs> the attention that is inside goes in the inside of others for example as i can see my hand i can see your hand also because the attention is outside i can see the outside of but if my attention can go inside of me i can go 
inside of you also. I do not mean what you are thinking and what you are doing and who is going to reach you. That's not the interest. I mean to say, when I say the attention passes in, that what is the problem with you, that you cannot get enlightenment. The interest becomes very different. For example, you go, you go to some sadhuji and will immediately tell you, just now you are thinking of your dead mother. What is so great about it? I mean, if I am thinking of my dead mother or of my living mother, what difference does it make to the Divine? Is that the thing that Divine is existing there just to tell us what my mother has been thinking about me? Is it that important? The most important thing, the only important thing, the complete importance of human being, the existence of it, is nothing but self-realization. He has come in this world to realize it. And once he has it, whatever technique he has developed, for example, there is an art, food becomes that, then the art starts flowing through his being, automatically, spontaneously, he doesn't know from where the ideas are coming. If he is a writer, same thing. If he is a politician, same thing. If he is a mother, same thing. Because the awareness, whatever little awareness you have got within you, you are throwing these results complete. The complete starts working in you in complete harmony with the Divine, then you cannot imagine how dynamic it is. Even going to the jungles and taking sannyasa is against, absolutely against prohibition. You have to be a normal person. All these abnormalities are against prohibition. Any abnormality you indulge in, even a widow, who is a widow in this world, I can't find anybody a widow. Actually, it hurts me to feel that somebody feels that she is a widow. All absurd ideas of insulting the human self is not congenial to the working of the It is love. It is the Divine love that has worked out all this creation and is going to work out this spontaneous growth within yourself. Only Divine love, nothing else. The Divine love, that is knowledge, that is truth. That is the truth. This love is to be experienced. If you allow this love to work its own way and do not interfere with that, it is going to work. And you just think how human beings have grown outside. We have been to moon. You could not believe it. About 30 years back, or say about 40 years back, it was an impossibility. You could never imagine that human beings will reach the moon, but they have. Of course, if I tell my grandmother, she'll never believe it. She'll say it's all stories. There are many young grandmothers we have in among ourselves. When I tell them that there is self-realization that is possible, they just don't believe it. They do not want it. But self-realization has to be there when we have grown so much outside. When a tree grows too much outside, it must seek its source. 
otherwise it is going to fall out. And that is what we are in at the brink of our discussion. If we do not accept this jump into the unknown, we are going to be destroyed physically by the horrible diseases like cancer, mentally by madness, and emotionally by loneliness. Because we are seeking collective consciousness, which if we do not achieve, this loneliness is going to kill us. No matter how much we progress materially, human beings cannot be happy unless and until they get what they have been wanting, is the eternal joy. We have been seeking nothing but that joy in all our searches, money, position and even religion. But we must decide that I am asking that supreme parama and nothing else. Just to decide that and it works out. I am not asking anything else but that. We'll have to go into meditation because all my talking is also talking and conditioning. <coughs> Whatever one may say about religion is conditioning, is not the religion. Religion is to be experienced. So we all have to go into meditation. When I say go into meditation, again you mean effort, I do not mean that. It is a very simple thing that you have to do, is to put all your hands towards you. Just like this. You have to close your eyes. And you have to watch your thoughts that are coming to you from inside. Before we start this, I want to tell you, especially in the, that those who are wearing any necklaces or Sanna, Dora, and all those things that you get from the Sadhu Sanyakis, please put them outside or give it to somebody here. If you are tying up something, please give it. We had a terrible time this morning with somebody like that. Anybody who is wearing like that, please give it outside, so we'll manage that. इतना गड़बड़ उसमें नहीं है लेकिन तो भी रहन दीजिए नहीं तो मैं दे दूँगी आपको This morning we had a terrible time with Vicky. Vicky 
सावी साप है ना तो मार तो सब लोगों का दिमाग चल जाओ उसे जगह बीच में होनी क्योंकि लोग जाएंगे ना देखने के लिए आपको जरा आगे कुछ लोग आ जाए ना कुछ लोग बीच में जगह हो जाए क्योंकि उनको चलने के लिए थोड़ी जगह हो जाए बस जरा जरा सा अलग अलग थोड़े आप चल जाए इस तरफ में कुछ लोग एंड सिट कम्प्लीटली रिलैक्स एज इफ यू गोइंग टू हैव योर डिनर चला अस करा थोड़स एक भांड्यात पाणी मागून घ्या वायब्रेट करून त्याच्यात ठेवून द्या म्हणजे तिकडे घेऊन बसले राहतील तिकडे सगळे सगळे Yesterday was a very great experience because we had very few people, about 30 people and about 18 people got their realization. It's a very great day for us. I mean, it doesn't matter how many people there are, but the most important thing is how many get it. Uh, it just happens to us. And we cannot say that it will happen. It just happens. You have to put your hand towards it. Sab aise hakte. And You just listen to me before closing your eyes. This is just like putting up an antenna. That's all. To receive that. <coughs> And if you, any one of you, feel in your fingers anything burning, you will. Some of you. or shaking hand or if you feel the heaviness in the hand or some people feel little something moving in the body anyone like that should keep the eyes open and just watch me and keep the hand and when this disappears then they should close the eyes <coughs> after closing the eyes some of you might feel that there is a flickering of the eyelids you just can't close some of you will feel that If you feel like that, then also please open the eyes and do like this once or twice like that and close your eyes again. Even again you feel it, you keep your eyes open. That means there is a, someone who is resisting. There is a resistance inside. But you don't worry. I have all faith in the divine love, which is greater than, greater than all the hatreds of the world. And anybody who is hating you cannot stand in the way of serving you. <coughs> Now, if you, some people will start shaking also. Some people, especially people who are mentally deranged, they shake too slowly. So such people should open their eyes and watch me because that means either somebody has done something to them, or maybe that 
from childhood they are suffering from some such mental trouble. It is all the question of libido, which I'll explain later on. After closing the eyes, you just watch your mind. Best way is to tell your mind that now please for heaven's sake let me know what you are thinking. That's all. With all love, you just ask, now what are you thinking? You ask yourself. And you watch the thoughts that are coming. But don't take any name yourself or any deliberations about it. So whatever thoughts, whether good, bad, ugly, whatever it is coming, you just watch. Between the thoughts there is a little gap which is to be used. <coughs> then the most important thing is that you have to be completely alert inside and outside. You will be able to hear me, you will be able to hear whatever is going on and suddenly you will find that the inner silence will be established, that the thoughtless awareness will come within you and after some time you might get some sort of a vibration coming inside means very cold, breeze-like things, just like as you would feel before a cooler. <coughs> Those who were realized yesterday had that experience. But do not tell yourself that I must have it, I must get it, nothing of the kind. It just works out. It will work out. So you are all the people who do not know how to swim and those who are already realized are the people who know how to swim. So you know those who do not know how to swim are told not to move. But the people who know how to swim will do whatever they can to save. And once you are out, you will also be able to do the same. It's like one light enlightening the other. As I've told you, you have to be very, very alert and aware and one thing may happen that sleep may crawl upon you. Sleep may, but that's the best way the mind can be put on. And with very few people who are used to hypnotism, you will become going to trance, which is all wrong and false. <coughs> trance is nothing but the overpowering of the subconscious on the conscious mind. So please do not get into trance. If you think you are getting into trance, you keep your eyes wide open. If you are getting terrible sleep also, you get your eyes wide open. That is also a kind of a method which is used by these people to, <coughs> to entice you or to take you away from the reality. So keep completely away, close your eyes, if you can, properly close your eyes and watch yourself inside means watch your thoughts as they are coming to you. It's a very simple thing. And if possible you can just put little attention here, not the concentration part of it, but just attention as you say, pay attention to your home or something sitting down here, just whatever is happening you just see. That would help. And do nothing else. Breathing has to be absolutely normal. Sit quiet, completely.
आप लोग सब आंख बंद कर और दूसरों की तरफ ध्यान न दे दूसरों की तरफ ध्यान न दीजिए पे अटेंशन टू योर सेल्फ एंड नॉट टू अदर्स एट द स्लाइटेस्ट प्रोटेस्ट डोंट ओपन योर आईज 